Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangroofern.com All right, and for our next speaker... With more than 13 years of experience with the technology space, she joined Triton Digital in 2019 through Triton's acquisition of podcast technology company, Omni Studio. Having worked closely with Triton since 2016 in her role as CEO, she grew Omni Studio into one of the leading audio-on-demand hosting and publishing platforms in the world. Today, as Managing Director at Triton Digital, she remains at the helm of Omni, responsible for guiding the podcast development strategy for the company, in addition to leading the continuous advancement of the Omni Studio platform, maximizing its utility for both radio and podcast clients. Please welcome Sharon Taylor. Thank you. What a lovely introduction. That was great. Well, it's good to be here. Uh, we're a little early, but that just means I get to maybe talk for a bit longer. So let me share my screen with everyone. Bum, bum, bum. And hopefully it goes purple and white. Great stuff. Okay, cool. So um, today I'm really excited. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. It's it's wonderful to be here, obviously. Um, we're going to talk about all things analytics in podcasting today. So I'm going to run you through uh, the importance of analytics for your podcast and then what you should be kind of caring about and why and maybe where to find what you're looking for as well. So first of all, I'll just introduce myself really quickly, um, although what an, I couldn't do it any better than... Uh, Erica's, thank you so much. So yes, I'm Sharon Taylor. I'm the managing director of Triton Digital. Uh, for, for the years before that, I was the CEO of Omni Studio. So we're a podcast hosting and distribution platform. We look after around 38,000 podcasts. Some of them are up on the screen in front of you. Um, enterprise companies, broadcasters, independent podcasters, and we've been doing that for a number of years. Uh, and since being acquired by Triton in 2019, we've continued doing that. Um, and so the data that I'm going to show you today, which is why this makes a little bit more sense as to why I'm showing you who I am and the companies we host, is because some of the data that I'm going to share is aggregated and anonymized from some of these companies. So I'm going to do my best to keep everything as general as possible. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's dive in. Let's see what I've got for you. So first of all, I thought uh, we'll cover the basics. You know, obviously, um, some people on at this conference are going to be more advanced than others, but it's always nice to start at the beginning. Um, the real basics of podcast delivery is that obviously it's distributed by RSS feeds, which means that pretty much any and all of the podcast insights that we glean are based on how podcast apps interact with the file being served from companies like mine, which is then downloaded in chunks um, to that app. So it's called a progressive download. You know, so I thought we'd first kind of dive into maybe what you can expect to see in your analytics from your hosting provider. Um, and the easiest way to describe podcast analytics is to show you, um, and I don't have access to any other hosting companies, so that's why you're seeing um, Omni Studio here. But basically, the kind of things that you should be expecting from any good hosting company, um, you'd be looking for what we're looking at here is download analytics. 
we can see some trend charts. We can see that we get to see the most downloaded shows in a system, you know, which of the feeds uh, are the most popular, which clips or episodes. You know, you'd ideally be able to track your peak subscribers over the period. You'd be able to see things like where the podcast is being downloaded, both by source and then embed site as well, which are those two screens that are, are flicking through as well. You'd, you'd hope to be able to see all of the apps, so where they're downloading on Apple versus Spotify, etc. your devices, your device type. And then you'd also want a, a geo breakdown, ideally by country, state and city. Um, and why is that important? We'll get that into the next slide. Um, ideally, you'd be able to export things to CSV or maybe even export um, the raw log files. And you want to be able to look at these things at multiple levels. So you want to be able to see things at an org base level, you know, a system base level. That means if you've got multiple shows in there, a network base level, if you've got, you know, uh, categories of shows grouped together, um, you'd want to see that in, at an episode base level so that you can kind of zoom in and zoom out. And, and we'll touch on this bit that we're seeing as well in a bit of a later screen. You hopefully ideally want to be able to see some consumption data depending on where you are actually um, getting your downloads if the host can provide that to you. Um, again, we'll dive into that in a little bit more. These are those organization analytics that I was talking about. So again, being able to look at a number of date ranges, you want to be able to go lifetime analytics. You want to be able to see how things are doing daily or weekly or monthly. You want to be able to compare periods. You know, you need to be able to keep an eye on how your downloads are going um, for various reasons, which, which we'll get into. Staying on the basics for a second, um, I think it's important to cover a bit of nomenclature because there is a bit of confusing terminology out there at the moment. Um, people talk about downloads and listens and streams. You might have heard all of those. Um, right now, apart from Spotify, which are doing some streaming for their owned and operated shows, Everything in podcasting is done via a download, via that progressive download. Um, some ad agencies and other platforms talk about things like listeners. Um, and, you know, given filtering methodology, methodologies, which we'll, we'll get into as well, you can be pretty sure that the device that is downloading the podcast from your hosting provider is attached to a real human. So it's actually a listener at the end of them. So those two terms sometimes get used interchangeably, but really... Um, it is downloads that is the methodology, is the, the nomenclature for it. So so what is a download? Well, that's where I guess the IAB comes in. For anyone that is not familiar with the IAB, it stands for the Internet Advertising Bureau, I think. Um, fact check me. Uh, and they have created guidelines for the rest of the Internet, like in digital, for a number of years. So they're a, a governing body um, that does work all around the globe, around like online and video and those types of um, of delivery mechanisms. And then obviously they've stepped into podcasting. So they created, I'll read that in case you can't see it. So they created um, some things called the measurement technical guidelines. And they're the result of a podcast technical working group. So companies like mine and many others in the space that live and breathe this every day got together and are still getting together. And we aim to provide some clarity in the marketplace by developing common language around measurement. Um, and so what that means in layman's terms is we want to be able to provide for hot, for podcasters a kind of an apples to apples measurement um, so that you know that if you're saying, 
I've got 30 downloads and another podcaster says, I've also got 30 downloads. You know that we're both using the same like heuristics and filtering methodology. And so you can trust that a download actually is a download. Um, there's a list of certified hosting companies out there. If you're not hosting with a certified company, um, not necessarily Omni, but I would suggest shifting to one because as your podcast grows, you're going to find it more and more important that when you're having conversations with advertisers, you know, they're numbers that you, they and you can both trust. So with the basics out of the way, let's kind of dive into um, why podcast analytics uh, are so important. Uh, well, the first reason that we care about podcast analytics is because podcast listenership is increasing. Um, this is from last year's Infinite Dial. The new Infinite Dial for Australia is coming out very soon, so I expect some press around that shortly and, and do make sure to save the date. Um, as we can see here, awareness of podcasting in Australia is increasing, as is podcast listening in general. So more people are listening um, and there's a greater audience, and with that greater audience means that, you know, insights become all the more useful. So podcast analytics enable you to better serve your audience, make content decisions, track your growth, and also unlock monetization. So with the best of podcast analytics, it means that you can see how many people have listened, when and where they've listened, you know, how do they, like, listen, uh, where do they live, how did they access your podcast? How much of that podcast episode did they listen to? When did they stop listening? Like, what are your highest rating episodes? And all of that amazing data helps you make your podcast better, right? It, it allows you to make editorial decisions. It allows you to understand, you know, I've got lots of listeners on, you know, maybe you get lots of listeners through Pocket Casts, for instance. And Pocket Casts is an app that has um, its own editorial team. So you can apply to be featured in Pocket Casts and you could boost the listenership there even more. Or maybe you could do some paid advertising with them. Um, the same with, you know, CastBox in the US. If you know where you're listening, where they're listening rather, then you can kind of find out where the best bang for your buck is to extend, um, extend your reach. Data is always fun. So, um, this is Omni Studio data. So all those shows that I showed you at the start, um, aggregated and anonymized for 2019 versus 2020. Where people are listening in analytics, um, this is where the industry usually tracks things. So there's been lots of noise recently around Spotify increasing in the market. Um, they're called the platform wars for anyone following along at home with, with some popcorn. Um, so, you know, what you typically see in your analytics, unless you're Unless you're a huge show on Spotify, this is typical of what you would see. So most of your downloads are going to come from Apple. Apple have two user agents, um, one called Apple Podcasts and one called Apple Core Media. They're both legitimate and different user agents, and so the numbers do count. Um, they just have a different way of naming things based on the the way that people are interacting with your show, like it gets complicated. We can talk about it in the Q&A um, to save me rambling here. Um, Spotify's coming up in the ranks. That's huge growth year on year, 62, almost 63%. Um, and that's continuing to grow. And depending on where your show is based, like Latin America, for instance, is huge with Spotify. Um, po Apple Podcasts is large for a reason. Apple Podcasts is the oldest podcast app out there. Um, and that's why they have such a huge wealth of, of downloads of, of users with their app. 
Google entered the space a few years ago. Um, it's increasing, but it's still a relatively small market share. And Amazon Music obviously has entered as well. And then other is all of those other podcatchers that are out there. So the Pocket Casts, the Overcast, more and more are entering the space. Um, you know, we do work with GeoSavan and Ghana in India. Um, there's others. Samsung just entered last week or the week before. Time has no meaning um, in the last couple of years. But um, so knowing where and how all these like downloads piece together for your analytics as well, again, help you make the best editorial decisions that you can. Let's let's move ahead. Let's go beyond just download analytics. Um, I don't want to stay in the basics for too long. Again, we've got that Q&A session afterwards, so jump in there and ask me anything that um, that's interesting afterwards. Um, so let's talk about what else you can um, glean from your analytics, maybe beyond just the download numbers. I showed you this at the start um, in the first video. So this is a thing called consumption analytics. Um, we're looking at the Omni Studio UI here, but it basically, if you've ever wanted to track second-by-second uh, second listening, like the average time spent listening to your episodes in your network or to see where an individual audience member stops listening on an individual episode, um, consumption analytics allows publishers to do that. Um, it's available in a few different platforms, which I'll show you as well. Uh, obviously, it's only available if you control the server processing for the audio. So for a host like Omni, we control our embed players, we control our Omni FM show pages, um, we have a consumption API, which a lot of our clients have built into their owned and operated apps or websites. Um, and so anytime that we control that or have those places of listening, we can provide this level of insight to you. Apple also have this. Um, so in 2017, they released this. This is their own analytics portal. Um, it looks familiar because there's only so many ways that you can build this, I guess. Uh, and this shows you the same type of data, obviously only from Apple, and it's only from devices and people that have opted in. So I don't know how long it's been since you've set up your iPhone, but there's a screen that pops up that asks you if you want to share your data back to Apple. People like me have ticked no, other people have ticked yes, and whoever has opted in and is on the right operating system, you'll be able to see these aggregated and anonymized um, data sets in, in Apple Podcast Connect, which is why it's really important as a podcaster that you own and have control of your own Apple Podcast Connect account because there is some really good data in there. It gives you things like unique devices. It doesn't give you a subscriber number, but it does give you a unique devices, which um, depending on how you think about it could be misleading because I listen to podcasts on my Apple Podcast app on my laptop, on my phone, I listen to some on my smart speaker, and each of those are, like, that's three devices, but I'm only one listener. And you can kind of see why there's this blurriness around podcast analytics because people are looking at data um, and cutting it up, I guess, in different ways. And you, there's been a long time comment in analytics in podcasting that you kind of have to piece together multiple um, portals in order to get a really holistic view. Your hosting provider, whether that's Omni or someone else, will pull in all of the data from the RSS feed. So all those basic analytics that I showed you at the start. So you don't need to be worrying about logging into Apple and Pocket Casts and Spotify to see all your download numbers. But some of those portals do have additional things like the Apple stuff that we're looking at here. Spotify also um, have some really interesting data in their Spotify for podcasters portal. Um, these are portals you get access to if you submit your feeds to them. Um, so if you don't 
have one of these, but you've submitted your show, reach out to your hosting provider and they'll be able to help you with some steps for that. Um, or reach out to Spotify for Podcasters Direct. It's a pretty simple way to submit or claim your feed. Um, Spotify, it's been a while since I've looked at their panel, but I don't believe they do the consumption like Apple do. Um, but they do give you demographics. And demographics are really hard to get in podcasting because, again, it's a device. You know, podcasting and RSS feeds have been called a kind of a black box for a lot of years because you don't really know who is listening at the end of the download. You just know that a download occurred. There are some companies out there that are working to change that, and there are also uh, there's a raging debate, I guess, around whether or not that shouldn't happen and that, you know, podcasting should become and remain like a bastion of privacy. Um, and then there are others that think that in order to move the space from a not even billion dollar industry now to a, you know, radio in the US is worth 16 or 18 billion of advertiser dollars, you know, is demographics and insights a thing that advertisers will want? That debate is a whole nother session. Like I won't get into that now, but um, what is interesting through Spotify is that you can obviously get demographics. Why can you get it from Spotify? Obviously, because they own and control the app. So when you log into your Spotify or when you create a Spotify, I should say, account, you are asked, you know, your gender, how you identify, you know, your age. Um, obviously, the data out is only as good as the data in because I don't want targeted ads um, on those kinds of platforms. Personally, for me, Spotify thinks I'm a 68-year-old man because I don't want them to kind of like know that much about me. So it's, it's as good as what you can get in. Most people are probably, um, more honest with their apps because they don't live and breathe in the advertising world. But this is interesting. This kind of data can be used for conversations with advertisers, um, so that they know kind of like who your target audience is. Before Spotify started doing this, and obviously because Spotify is still a slice of your downloads, um, a lot of other podcasts just do surveys. Like they, they build a fan base around their show and because they're interacting on Facebook or on social media um, or they do surveys, they kind of get an idea for, for the, a sample of their audience and then they can extrapolate that out. So what can you do with all of this data? Um, I've just put some of the things that came to mind when I was putting this together um, the other day. So obviously you can track your engagement and then make adjustments to your content, whether that's with consumption analytics or just through your downloads. Like if your downloads aren't growing over time um, or if you've got a standout episode and there wasn't a special guest or something, knowing that that episode is in your top 10 ranks of episodes, it's a lot of episodes, um, you you can go back and see what you did differently. Was it shorter? Was it longer? Was your intro a little bit snappier? You know, all those things that you can glean and then adjust the show to keep, like, because it's about velocity of downloads, right? Um, you can also know when you have enough downloads to start monetizing. Um, there's firms in the US now that won't talk to podcasts unless there's 20,000 downloads or more per episode. So you need to know when it's time to either turn on programmatic advertising or go starting to talk to, um, to, to advertisers. You know, I mentioned the monitoring of your podcast performance and adjusting it. No, it also allows you to create press around milestones and episodes. Um, there's lots of people, I think Fear and Greed just did this in Australia, came out and said they've crossed a million downloads um, since they've launched their podcast. And that kind of good news story, because podcasting is such a hot space at the moment, is the kind of press that a lot of people eat up. So you can use your podcast analytics to increase awareness of your show in that way. 
Um, like I mentioned at the start, it also lets you see which podcast platform your audience prefer, and then you can use that to boost your audience with specific promotions on those platforms. Um, answer advertiser questions around who your audience is. We spent a lot of time on that on the last slide around demographics and things. Um, the geodata allows you to plan where best to hold live shows or maybe to do promotions. Um, and also uh, lets you see that if you've advertised your own show. So obviously word of mouth for a long time has been the best way to build your show. And people are starting to extend that by um, uh, actually buying advertisements on shows like cross promoting and buying advertisements as if they were an advertiser themselves. And then you can see if that money that you're spending has actually driven new listeners. You want to be looking at your unique listeners month on month or week on week. And that's an IAB certified stat, which is basically a combination of your IP address and a user agent. So it's as close to a listener as the IAB um, is comfortable saying. If that's being tracked in your podcast host, which it ideally would be, if that's not growing month on month, then the velocity of your show probably something needs to be tweaked because you want to reach as many people as possible for the most part in podcasting. So how do you know if you're doing well? Um, you know, you've got all these analytics, but what does it actually mean? Like what is a thousand downloads per month versus a million downloads per month? And how do you move between those two points? Um, it's something that we get asked at Omni and Triton more than any other question. You know, am I getting a good number of downloads? It's been asked and answered many times before. It'll continue to be asked and answered many times in the future. Um, as kind of like the bar of what a successful podcast continues to move. You know, I remember when I first got into the space, it was a 1,000 downloads or 1,500 per month. You know, and now, like I mentioned, there's some advertising agencies that want to see 20,000 downloads per episode. You know, and that will continue to move as the industry professionalises and evolves. Um, I guess really taking the numbers out of it completely, the best answer I could give you around what is a successful podcast is – based on your own goals. Like, what are you podcasting for? You know, if the goal is to make millions of dollars from the podcast, then yes, you should be tracking your downloads and making sure they grow. If the goal is to just build awareness and maybe push listeners into a different sales funnel, like maybe you're a business, like branded content is a good example of that in some way, um, then the KPIs to measure will be different. But I thought it'd be interesting for us to kind of like dig into, you know, now that I've done all those large disclaimers, let's dig into um, in Omni Studios terms. So again, that aggregated and anonymized data of all the shows that we host. We looked at some data in um, October of last year and we crunched the numbers. So in general, if you are getting, you know, 100 downloads or more of a specific episode, in the 30 days after publishing, so if you publish on the first of the month and by the first of the next month you've had 101 downloads, you're in our top 50% of publishers, so across 38,000 shows. Um, what you can see is obviously the scale increases exponentially and really quickly. And within that top 1%, the numbers get really high really fast. So to be in the top 1% of the top 1%, I think it's like, um, I think it's like 286,000, but let me come back to you. If anyone has that question, ping me afterwards and I'll, I'll clarify with you. Um, many hosts make this data public. Um, I know Libsyn and Buzzsprout do it and they publish it out. Um, their numbers are different because, I mean, all of our numbers are going to be different because we all host slightly different content. But the hockey stick or the reverse hockey stick, I suppose, always remains the same. And that kind of lends itself to the saying that, you know, the top 1% are probably 
making the most money and getting the most downloads. But that notion that I'm only getting 200 downloads an episode, you're actually doing really well as a podcaster um, through Omni Studios Lens. Those numbers change a little bit based on category. So I'll just run through these pretty quickly. Um, we've obviously, we've split out news, which is one of our top performing categories. Um, you can see there the top 1%, that number is, is huge. And the 50% has increased fourfold. But again, that same kind of hockey stick. Comedy, um, we host a lot of comedy um, and it's probably one of the most popular uh, categories all around the world. And so those numbers are very, very large. If you're starting a, a, a po comedy podcast on um, on Omni, uh, this is kind of the data that you'd be looking at. Society and culture, which is also another huge performing um, category for us. What's interesting here is that um, the, the, the split between the top 1% and the top 50% is actually much larger. Uh, which kind of tells you that there are some really high performing society and culture shows. Um, and even like in the top 50%, it's still higher than in general, but that difference between them in order to get to the top 1% is a lot more work and sport as well. Um, we're probably a little bit biased here because we're an Australian host. And so we host a lot of Australian content from large broadcasters and sporting outfits. Um, but again, the number itself. The top 1% is only 14,500. So, you know, that probably talks to more around the type of content that we host and the downloads in general in the category. Um, but again, you can see how it changes category to category. There's other ways that you can tell publicly, like how your show stacks up outside of benchmarking um, and relying on host data like that. And this is where charts and rankers come into things. So this is the Apple charts. We've all would have seen these. It's arguably um, the definitive listing and the best way to get more downloads and awareness. Again, just because the majority of podcast listeners and users are in this environment at the moment. Um, the charts are uh, James Quidlin is on, I think, next, but like to, to mimic James Quidlin, they're not charts. Um, they're, they're not a true like it doesn't mean that Conan O'Brien's getting the most amount of downloads. Um, there's not an exact way that they publish. It's about velocity of downloads. Um, speaking of James Cridland, I think he actually was the one that found the patent that they have, um, which explains a little bit about how they do it. Um, so it's kind of a mix of new subscriptions and playback activity and completion rates. They say that ratings and reviews aren't factored into these charts, but um, from Omni Studios' point of view, when we see a show launch, if a show gets lots of ratings and reviews and a high velocity of downloads at show launch, it does get them on the trending charts. Um, so it, it maybe doesn't reflect the highest performing podcast in total in Apple, but it does, um, uh, it does speak to kind of like subscription or podcast download velocity. Um, so you can appear quite highly on the Apple podcast charts if you plan like specifically around how you would launch a new show. These are the rates and reviewers. So again, um, it, I mentioned it's important to do that. Um, different hosts maybe don't see the same data, um, but it all does count towards your velocity in the charts, which I think is why for so many years, the standard tagline to close up a podcast was don't forget to rate and review us. Spotify have their own charts. Um, they do top uh, podcasts and trending geographically. I haven't dug into this in a lot of detail and I don't know that anyone has, and my apologies if anyone on the speaker panels or anyone has done that, please correct me and, and let me know. I think it's based on numbers. I think it's actually based on um, popularity of things. Uh, but again, 
talks to why you need to know where your downloads are coming from, from Apple or Spotify and where you are on those charts and what you can do to kind of like build awareness. Because the one thing that is clear is that a show that is listed in new and noteworthy or in the carousels or in daily drive on Spotify, see a big boost in downloads and carry through to subscribers as well. So these are the types of firms that you want to have editorial relationships with. Your host should be able to help you get those. Um, and if not, talk to them or change host, I suppose. Um, outside of charts, we also have public rankers. Um, this one is the Australian podcast ranker, which is operated by um, the Commercial Radio Association of Australia, and it tracks kind of like uh, all radio podcasts as well as any. It's opt-in. Um, it's not a complete ranker because we don't rank anyone that doesn't want us to rank them, like it relies on us crunching logs and everything like that. Um, there are others out there, PodTrack, um, you'd be familiar with, Chartable, do this kind of thing. Um, again, opt-in, like you need to kind of like say. Chartable, I think, do a wider, not so much opt-in chart. It's more about what they just see. Um, they have inroads into Apple and, and Spotify through APIs, and so they pull out numbers that way. Um, Whichever chart you want to be on, whether or not you're going to be on like an audited one, like the Australian ranker, or, you know, there's a US ranker, there's, you know, other ones coming down the pipe, or if you are on PodTrack, um, they list the top performing shows that they rank. Uh, and it's really good to be on these types of things, um, regardless of which one you pick, because if you do get a decent number of downloads and you're not like maybe you're struggling to find advertisers, it's publicity, it's awareness of your show, um, and it's nice to kind of be listed against, you know, the case files and the Hamish and Andes of the world. Um, I would suggest that um, maybe 50,000 downloads or more per month is the starting point for when you can start competing um, on those, uh, maybe lower depending on the show category. I showed you some benchmarking data, so um, it's always worth asking and thinking about it and whether you want to be on those kind of rankers, um, whether that's ours or PodTracks or Chartables. Um, it is it is useful, I suppose. It is an actual chart <laughs> as opposed to um, uh, a trending chart. Um, a general comment on programming uh, is that this is chartable data. They, they pulled a lot of stuff. Um, in 2020, a new show was created every minute. Two, sorry, two new shows were created every minute in 2020. So there's a lot of podcasts out there now. And so I, my comment to you would be if you use the analytics and insights that you have to improve your content and get higher up, you know, either actual charts or trending charts from the apples and Spotify's of the world, you know, that's how you're going to cut through the noise of all of these extra shows that have been made. And just someone that said it much nicer than I am, um, knowledge is power. And so that's why analytics are so important for your, for your podcast so that you can know when and how to make the best decisions um, and what those best decisions are. And that's me. 19 seconds over. Um, let me go back here. Thank you so much, Sharon. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Sharon. That was very uh, helpful, especially for podcasters. I mean, this this event is for podcasters, but for podcasters who uh, treat podcasting as business, right? So, yeah. Thank you so much. If you wish to ask Sharon more questions about her topic, then you may hop in to the hop-in platform, go to the speaker's Q&A session, and ask her about a few of your questions. All right. Thank you so much, Sharon.
This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com